We're going to read tonight from Nehemiah chapter 3, and then we're going to move over to Luke chapter 5. So first of all, Nehemiah chapter 3. We're going to look at the fish gate tonight, one of the gates that Nehemiah and his colleagues repaired when they came back from Babylon. Remember last Sunday night we looked at the sheep gate, which is a picture of the cross. It's amazing how you know the Lord uses these object lessons to teach us gates, gates. A picture says a thousand words. And so, just in case you're wondering why we're speaking about the gates of Jerusalem these weeks, these Sunday evenings, well, it's because we want to keep it simple. And so these are like object lessons to make the gospel easy to understand and our duty as believers easy to understand. So the sheep gate, that's like a symbol of the cross of Christ, Calvary. So I hope you've visited Calvary. As the hymn writer put it, come with me, visit Calvary. That's where your spiritual journey must begin, at the cross. And that's where Nehemiah and the priests and the workers on the walls of Jerusalem all those years ago, that's where they began at the sheep gate or at the cross. But whenever you have been to the cross and you've been saved by the grace of God, washed in the blood that uh, flowed from the man in the middle cross, then you will want to be at the fish gate because the fish gate speaks of evangelism. Reaching out with the gospel, doing what you can to rescue others as well. You've been rescued, your name's written in heaven, now you want other people to experience the same. So, first of all, Sheepgate, Calvary's Cross, then you journey along the wall, as it were, to the fish gate, to the place where you win souls. Remember the Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. And by the same token, he that uh, doesn't win souls is unwise. There's a verse in the book of Proverbs, you know, it says, He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him. So the person who claims they're saved, but yet they don't lift their little finger to do anything by way of evangelism. They don't do anything by way of reaching out to the lost. There'll come a day when people will curse that person. But for those who seek to win souls, the people will bless them and thank God for them. So let's read. um, It's just one verse from Nehemiah chapter 3. And then we'll move over to the New Testament in Luke chapter 5. Nehemiah 3 and verse 3 it is. But the fish gate did the sons of Hassanah build, who also led the beams thereof, and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. Just that one verse for now. Over to the New Testament, Luke chapter 5. We're going to the fish gate in the New Testament. And we read here of the Lord Jesus taking Peter 
and his fishing colleagues to the fish gate. You see, the Lord Jesus had some important lessons to teach these fishermen about not only fishing for fish, but more importantly, fishing for men. And we, in these days, we want to fish for men. We want to be fishers of men, don't we? The little children's chorus says, I will make you fishers of men. We can't make ourselves fishers of men. It's only the Lord Jesus can uh, do that. But here he is, and uh, he, he has a message for, for these rough and ready men. And he's going to turn them into fishers of men. They're going to go to the fish gate. They're going to reach souls with the gospel. And that's what we must do in these days. Luke chapter 5 verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret or Galilee and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night. So here's a man who's tired. He's very tired. I wonder, is that you tonight? In this little gathering tonight in new buildings, wonder, is there a weary believer here? Peter was just like you. He had, he had been through a night of failure. Caught absolutely nothing, not one fish, not even, as the, we used to say up our way when we were young, not even we sprickly back. Don't know whether you ever heard of a sprickly back. Don't know if that word's in the dictionary or not. But not even a little tiny minnow of a fish. Zero. Zilch. Nothing. A night of failure. Do you feel like a failure? Have you failed the Lord? He has a message for you tonight. You know, very often, folks, it's our failures that teach us the greatest lessons. It's when you've been through failure, and we all do fail. But it's when you've been through failure, very often it's then that the Lord comes and he teaches you. And he reveals to you important, vital lessons that will help you the next time you encounter that situation. See, everybody makes mistakes. The man who never made a mistake, he never made anything. Isn't that true? We all make mistakes, but the Lord wants us to learn from them. And that's what matters. So there's the night of failure. Peter says, Master, we have toiled all the night. We've worked so hard all night. 
I know that you good folk in the church here, you've been toiling all the night. You've been working hard day in, day out. And we're working very hard the present time with these Tuesday morning prayer meetings. But we're not going to give up. Because it's always darkest before the dawn. Just before the Lord breaks through. Guess what was about to happen here in Luke chapter 5? A miracle. They were on the cusp of a miracle. And they didn't even know it. So thank God they didn't give up. We better read on verse 5. Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had, uh, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. Thank God in the work of the gospel there are partners in other ships. Oh, there's a ship up there in Macramason. Aye, there's a ship in there at Lisnagelvin. There's a ship over at Lismacarrel. There's a ship up there in Mulvin. Hallelujah for all these ships and we all need each other. We're all partners in the work. I can't understand one church fighting against another church. Never could understand that. Never could understand a competitive spirit in the work of the Lord. Can't get my head around it. Mind you, you'll find a lot of it today. Oh, our we group, we know it all. We've got it all sussed. And woe betide anybody who doesn't dot our I's and cross our T's. No, we're partners. Ships on the sea of life. Lifeboats on the sea of life. Rescuing souls. We're all at the fish gate, aren't we? That's where the churches should be. Going out with the gospel. The go of the gospel. Go ye into all the world. Go out there. That's why Kenny... Comes up every fortnight from Coleraine. He drives an hour up. He drives an hour home. To go out with the gospel. The go. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Here's the best bit. Lo I am with you always. The Lord's always with those who try to reach souls. Those who do something. At the fish gate. Better read the rest of our passage. We're nearly done. Let me just go back there over verse 7, please. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. I know, folks, I'm commenting quite a lot as I go along tonight. But first the net was filled with fish, and then Peter's heart was filled with awe. 
I want you to get that tonight. First, a net filled with fish, and then a heart filled with awe. Before the Lord fills empty pews, he fills empty hearts. O Lord, fill my empty heart tonight. Come and fill this empty, cold heart of mine. Just like Peter. And Peter, you know, whenever the miracle took place and Peter's heart's filled with awe, Peter doesn't say, O Lord, stay with me, for I am a holy man. Do you not know all the spiritual experiences that I have had, Lord? Do you not know all that I have done for you, Lord? You see, whenever a person's heart is filled with awe toward Christ, their only, re- their only response is what Peter's was, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. When you are in the presence of deity, you do not boast about yourself. It's, in fact, it's the last thing that you do. Depart from me, Peter said, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Is that you tonight? Do you feel your sinfulness? Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. I am a sinful woman, O Lord. Things I've said this past week, the things I've done this past week, I'm ashamed of them. I wouldn't want anybody in the church to know about it. Well, if you're willing to come to the foot of the cross tonight and acknowledge your sin, the Lord has a work for you to do. He can use you. Verse 10. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him.